0: Hey, I'm Jim Richards. I want to welcome you to Impact Cyber Church. You know something? This is a new year. And really, all this month we're going to be talking about something that I love to talk about, and especially today, we're talking about starting over. But you know, we're calling this month New Year, New You, New Life. And I'm, I'm serious about that. You know, it's amazing that God's Word on so many levels, so many aspects gives us opportunities to start over. Now, I'm not talking about the starting over where you say, Oh, okay. I not like the way I do that. I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to do it again. I'm talking about really being able to start over and something change internally when you start over. Something changes inside you that really pretty much erases the effects of the past. You know, that's what, that's what I love about what God does in our lives. You know, we're not we're not spending our lives dragging the past down the road with us. Now some people are, and it's only because they haven't discovered Uh, the tools and resources that God gives us for solving these problems. I'll tell you, if you're dragging the past down the road with you and your hurts from the past and your fears from the past and your insecurities from the past, then I want you to know, particularly if you're, if you're, if you're new to my, uh, to my ministry, I want you to know you're at the right place because one of the things that we are so effective at is giving people tools to connect with God in a way that you leave the past behind because you never truly have a fresh start. You never truly have a new start as long as whatever you're starting is being influenced by the past. Now, every year, and I I do this every year in January, every year in January, I always want to uh, give you tools so that you can break the cycle of whatever you had in the past. Now, Sometimes what you've had in the past has just really not been what you wanted and you're ready for something completely new. Or sometimes what you've had in the past was something that it it, it was, it was pretty good, but you have a sense that you're ready to expand. You're ready to, you're ready to uh, uh, reach out farther, have more effectiveness, more success or whatever. Or sometimes you just realize the world around me is changing and and the new start that I need isn't because anything was going wrong, isn't because of anything in the past that I need to, that I, that I need to uh, get over. It's just that I need to open myself up for what's coming next. I need to open myself up. You know, if you're in the business world, I need to open myself up for how the markets are changing. You know, I got to tell you, there have been times in the business world where I have had phenomenal successes simply because I had that sense that it was time for transition. It was time for a change, and I didn't know what the change was going to be. And most of the time, we just get paralyzed about the change. But I just had that sense that it, that there was time for change. Let me ask you, just on, on a personal level, have you been sensing that it's time for a change? It's time to do something differently. It's time. Uh, it's time to uh, venture out. Now, now, if you have. Don't make the mistake that so many people make and that is just guessing and trying something and maybe it goes well or it doesn't go well. But you want to make this journey in such a way that you're opening your heart up to God and you're going to move forward in this journey as God gives you wisdom in your heart so that, so that you're not running this incredibly big risk. You know, most of my life, most people considered me to be a real risk taker. And the truth is, uh, while it has often looked like I was running incredible risks, there really weren't usually many risks involved because usually I was sensing something in my heart about where God was taking me. And uh, many times I didn't know uh, beyond the step that I was taking. Sometimes I didn't even know what the, what the step was supposed to be right now. I just knew that the change uh, was coming, and I had the opportunity to open myself up or to clo- close myself off. Now, so many times we're afraid of change. We're afraid of, you know, things are working pretty well. We feel safe. We feel secure, and we're willing to stay right there. But I want to tell you something. The, the name of the game of life is constant change. The world around you is changing. The people around you are changing. Your family is changing. Your relationships are changing. The marketplaces are changing. The governments are changing. Everything is always in a constant state of flux. And that means that if you're not open and yielding to the transformation that God's trying to bring about in your life, that the real truth is the world's going to change and leave you behind, and you're going to be holding on to what once worked in your marriage, or what once worked in your business, or what once worked in your ministry, and and suddenly you're not viable anymore. Suddenly nobody's really interested in, in what you're offering anymore. You know, I was thinking about this uh, last night. You know, even though, you know, I spent a lot of years as a pastor and doing pastoral counseling. And, you know, I don't do much counseling anymore, very little, so don't don't contact me and (laughs) ask me if I'd counsel you because I really I can't, the schedule that I have to keep now. But every now and then there'll be someone that uh you know I might spend just a little bit of time with and try to help them face a situation, and one of the things that's so interesting is like in in marriage, for example, so many times the reason marriages go bad after they've had really some some good years is because one of the people involved in that marriage isn't open to change. They felt secure where things were at some point in their marriage. They wanted everything to stay frozen in time and, and, and nothing stays frozen in time. Everything is constantly changing. And I was just thinking, I was just laying in bed last night. I was thinking about how many times I've seen good relationships go bad just because one of the people became stagnant. They didn't grow Together, and and that's what it takes. And if you want to have, if you, if you want to have freshness in life, if you want to have newness in life, then one of the things that you have to be open for is constant a uh, transition, constant change. And I know some people just hate that, some people fear that, some people dread that. And the key is being open. The key is not that you always have to change, because you, you just you just need to be open. So <clears throat> I'm going to take you on a journey, and I but I really want to help you to do this month and with the material that we're going to be sharing with you this month. I want to I want to put tools in your hands so that if you're saying, I'm, I, I either don't like the way things have gone in the past, you know, I didn't have the successes I wanted, whether it was in business or ministry or personal relationships or health or whatever. I didn't have what, you know, things didn't go the way I wanted them to go, so, so I'm ready to start over or or like I say, you may be in that situation where, yeah, things have gone pretty good, but you but you're ready to branch out more, you're ready to step forward, you're ready to take things to a new level. So you're ready to start over again for that. Or uh maybe uh you're one of those people that that you know you um, uh you just realize everything around you is changing. You realize that, that you will no longer be viable. You, know, you can lose viability in your marriage. You can lose viability in any area of your life if you are not growing and developing. And see, God is always going to be taking you through the process. God's always going to be ministering to your heart in a way that you are starting over, pretty much every single day. That's really where you want to get to. You want to get to where every day when you get up, you are basically starting over. You are you are open to God and you're responding to God and you're going to take the steps and you're going to move forward. So if that's what you want, if, if, if you're ready to start over, then that's what we're talking about today. And all of this month, I'm going to be giving you tools. And, and again, I'm going to be offering you other tools that you can go into great depth about to really start your life over. You know, the Bible talks about the the kingdom of God. And, and you know, the kingdom of God is a a really interesting thing because uh, really in the mind of a Hebrew, when Jesus talked about the kingdom of God, uh, all indications are that they thought back to paradise prior to the fall of man because that was the one time... When here on planet Earth, uh, God was able to rule um, uh, and was able to express Himself perfectly in planet Earth because man was in perfect harmony with Him. And so there was no sin, there was no sickness, there was no disease, there was no pain, there was no lack, there was absolutely no suffering. And so that was the kingdom of God here, here on planet Earth. Now, obviously... Man messed that up. And he messed that up because he wanted to approach uh, ruling planet Earth based on his own desires, not based on the wisdom of God. So he rejected God's wisdom about how to have heaven here on Earth. So, you know, thousands of years later, Jesus comes on the scene and he's talking about the kingdom of God. Well, to, to, to the Hebrew mind... They were talking about a realm that you entered into where you had peace and where all of God's resources were available to you and where you were able to live life the way God really created you to live life. And that's, you know, that's really what we're, what we're going to be talking about. Living, establishing the kingdom of God in your life. Entering into this realm called the kingdom, and when you enter into this realm, having access to all of the resources of God. You know, in, um, in, in the Old Testament, when uh, the children of Israel, when they would come and they would worship God through these sacrificial offerings, uh, th- these offerings were not about trying to appease the wrath of God. These offerings were always given uh, in such a way that because faith had to be involved, and see, we don't we don't get that. You know, it's a, it's amazing how many people will look back and say, "You know, the the old covenant it was a covenant of fear." Well, no, it wasn't. And you know what? I probably even said that back in my younger days. Uh, the old covenant was a covenant of of works. Well, no, not really. That's really not what God instituted. What God what God really instituted in in the old covenant was I am going to give you a way to access me so that in your own heart you can experience the promises that that I'm that I'm making to you. You know the sacrifices didn't do anything for God. You know at one place you know the scripture says uh it says uh you know the cattle on a thousand hills they belong to God. He said, he said, if I was hungry, I would kill one and eat it myself. In other words, there's not one of the sacrifices that you're, that you're giving for my benefit. I've created this for your benefit. I've created this so you have some way in your heart to connect with me. And then, of course, we also know that he said, and through all of these sacrifices, I'm going to give you types and shadows of the eternal reality that will be fulfilled through the Lord Jesus Christ. So, so when these people would come and they would operate faith in their heart and they would deal with their issues and they would reconnect to God. And one of the, and, and one of the final things that they would often do is, is whenever they dealt with whatever issues they had to deal with, they would present a peace offering. And this peace offering was not an offering so that you could have peace with God. It was a celebration of peace with God. And in, in, in the sense or the mind of the worshiper, whenever there was peace between them and God, then they once again uh, had access to all of God's resources. And, and, and this is the whole concept that Jesus uh, was talking about whenever he would preach and teach about the kingdom of God. He was, he was talking about entering into this realm where you have access to everything that God. Um, has offered you, made available to you, has promised you. And so, and so I want you to understand, uh, we're going to be talking a lot about establishing the kingdom of God in your life. Now let me mention this before I move forward. Listen, you can help me get this, these messages out to so many people if right now you'll just take a second and, uh, click the like button and, uh, when you like this, this causes more people to hear it. If you're watching this on YouTube, be sure and like it. If you're not watching on YouTube, you know something. Go to a YouTube channel, look this video up, and like it. This will cause thousands of other people to get an opportunity to see and hear what we're sharing and what we're, you know, what we're ministering. So be sure and just take a second right now, and and like this video. Now, <clears throat> so we're talking about entering this realm of, called the kingdom of God. Uh, it's synonymous with the kingdom of heaven. You know, it's interesting in in the in the Hebrew language, and and remember, Jesus did not teach in Greek. He he, he taught in a, in an Aramaic language, and it was then translated into Greek whenever. Um, uh, at some point in time, I'm, there's debate about that, so I'm not going. I'm not going to nail down my opinion on that. So it was translated into Greek, but uh, in in the Hebrew and Aramaic, there there is um, what they call gematria, which is similar to what we call numerology. Now, it's not numerology. There is a difference. And you know, numerology people try to get into pre- predicting the future and those sorts of things. And so we're not talking about that, but we're talking about having insight into words and 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 what words are connected to other words based on the numerical value. And so the numerical value of heaven and of mind or thought, is it has has the same numerical value. So that tells you that heaven is something that can exist in your own mind, in your own thoughts, in your own being. Now, when Jesus was was teaching about the the kingdom of God, He explained that the kingdom of God did not come by outward observation. This was not something that happened outwardly. He said, the kingdom is within you. So in other words, internally, in my heart and my mind, I can enter into a heavenly realm. I can enter into this realm where Paul said there will be righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Now, remember... Peace, when the uh, when the Bible talks about peace, whether it's talking about it in the Hebrew word for peace, shalom, or in the Greek word for peace, both of those words are very inclusive words that present the idea uh, of having a, a, a tranquil state of mind. In other words, entering this realm of tranquility based on the fact that all of your needs are met, based on the fact that you have access to all of the resources of God. And so that's why the Old Testament worshiper, man, when he offered that peace offering, he was celebrating that that the thing that had gotten into his heart that had disconnected him from God, whether it was actual sins that he committed or whether it was just a guilty conscience, that, that he was celebrating that he had resolved this. And he was celebrating uh, that, that not only did he have tranquility Uh, in his relationship with God, but also the fact that he once again in his heart had access to all the resources of God. Now many people would say, well wait a minute Jim, we always have access to all the resources of God. Well, yes we do, but That all happens in our heart. Anything that violates our heart, anything that condemns our heart, anything that gets beyond the beliefs of our heart limits us and our capacity to connect with what God has given us. Uh, God doesn't take it away from us. God's not saying, oh, you messed up. I'm going to hold this back from you. No, something happens in us that makes it, according to the Scripture, where we cannot receive, we can't take hold of, what God has offered us in kingdom living. You know, I, I've shared this with you before. You know, Paul gives a whole list of all kinds of sins. He said, look, the people that are involved in these things, they need to understand they can't inherit the kingdom of God. I don't think he's saying they can't be saved. I don't think he's saying that their sins can't be forgiven. I think based on the fact that he is speaking from from this, this Hebrew mindset, I think that he is saying, look, uh uh because of the way this affects your heart, because the kingdom is within, you can't inherit. You can't take hold of. You can't receive what is freely being offered to you from God. And 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 so we want to deal with and resolve any issues in our heart so that we not only have access, but we realize access to everything that God has given us to the Lord Jesus Christ. So listen, I, just want, I want to mention something to you. You know, we are living in a time when, uh, uh, I'm, you know, I'm seeing a polarization. And, and I can remember in the early days of my ministry, probably 35 years ago or, or even longer than that, you know, I can remember sitting down with a lot of close friends. I probably said it a few times in sermons. But I said, you know, uh, the more we go down this path, the more the world goes in this direction, um, we're going to have a polarization. Of course, the Bible tells us that, you know, that, that, you know, light's going to become lighter and darkness is going to become darkener, we, darker. We, we, we know that. You know, the book of Daniel foretells this polarization that comes toward the end time. And <clears throat> you have to understand that, that religion is part of the world system. It's not a, it's not a separate thing. Religion is where you're trying to relate to God based on philosophies of the world system instead of through the script, what the scripture says and, and, and through the Lord Jesus Christ as the scripture says. And so there is a polarization happening uh, in the church and it's amazing What I'm seeing on the one hand, people throwing away the value for godliness and and godly living. And, you know, people don't flow in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They've rejected all that. And then, and people don't pray. People don't have a prayer life. You know, I, I don't even, I don't even understand for sure how they even identify themselves as Christians other than, other than maybe they go to church and say they believe on Jesus. But, but, you know, if that's the only part of your life, That aligns with the Word of God is what's in your mouth. If it's not in your heart, then it's not real and it's not working. But you know what I see on the positive side? I am seeing all over the world. I'm seeing people who are endeared to God like never before. I'm seeing people falling in love with God and I'm seeing people. Really, return to and come alive with what I call just the basics of the gospel. Just you know, having a prayer life, reading the Bible, communing with God, ha- you know, worshiping and and being involved in serving and helping other people. I'm seeing this this come alive, and so so. Uh, m- the world is polarizing, but the, the church is polarizing. The believers are, are polarizing. And one of the things that, that I'm realizing is that while so much of the church today has rejected the value of prayer, don't under, they don't understand the scriptural basis for prayer. They don't understand the different kinds of prayer. They don't understand the difference in old covenant, new covenant prayer. They don't understand how prayer really works or benefits their lives. And so for some people, prayer has just become something that is non-existent. But you know what? Man, there is a body of people out here that I hear from, that I minister to, that have real prayer lives. Not religious prayer lives, not like, not what you'd think. Because the reality of it is, what God wants to do in your life is going to have to happen largely through your prayer life. But, the, you know, when I say that, I know that for many of you, you immediately go to, to, to some religious thinking or you immediately go back to thinking about prayer like it used to be. So I want you to hang with me here because if you want to start over, then this this, this renovation is going to start in your heart and it's going to be expressed to the world around you through what the Bible calls prayer. And I want to take you on this journey. As a matter of fact, you know something? I have for years taught about personal prayer. And years ago, I developed a tool that was such a powerful tool. I mean, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people have really learn to establish their heart by using a tool we call the prayer organizer. And over the years, I've updated, I've changed it, and honestly, I'm, I'm making a new uh, change in the prayer organizer, and uh, I'm taking out the part that has to do with um, intercessory prayer for others, because really, the model prayer that Jesus taught is really not so much, there's really not intercession built into it. The model prayer is really about how we establish the kingdom of God in our life, how we establish the perfect will of God in our life. And I'm renewing the, the entire series uh, where, where I teach on prayer. So I want you to understand, I'm going to have a special offer for you this this month only on the prayer organizer and the new prayer series called Establishing the Kingdom of God. Or, You know what? I may even change the name of it, so don't don't worry if, if I come out with a different name because really what we want to do, we want to establish the perfect will of God. We want to experience the kingdom of God. We want to enter into the kingdom realm, and all of that is really done through the process of prayer. And so this month, I'm going to be teaching you on a way of approaching God through prayer that establishes your heart first and foremost in your connection to God. It establishes your heart in the fact that He is your Father and all that He has is yours and is available to you. It's going to take you through a, a process of a personal identity where you connect to who you are in Jesus. You connect to to what He has given you through His death, burial, and resurrection. And all of that connects to the names of God. And I'm, I'm going to tell you what, this is all about establishing your heart in who you are in Jesus so that you can establish your life in what God has provided for you so that you can enter into this realm called the kingdom of God. And I want to tell you something. If if you've never been able to to have a good prayer life, you want to get this series. If you've never been able to establish your life, or if you've been on and off about your prayer life, then this is one of the greatest steps you're ever going to take, because this is not just rote prayer. This is not just memorizing prayer. This is doing something meditatively. It's actually a part of our whole heart physics program. So this is going to be an incredible resource for you. So listen. If, if you're watching this on YouTube or on our Impact uh, network, you can, you can go right to the store. Otherwise, check out impactministries.com and we'll be sharing with you information about the prayer organizer and, and the prayer series, and I'm telling you something that's going to be a life-changing. So listen, don't turn me off because we're talking about prayer, because most people have failed in their prayer lives. And... Usually, if we fail in something long enough, by fail I mean either had a hard time maintaining a type of prayer life, and sometimes that's just because you're doing something religious that really doesn't work for you. Failing in your prayer life can mean there might have been a time where you really prayed, but you didn't see any results. Listen, you're not going to keep doing something unless you see consistent results. And failing in your prayer life could mean that it was just always difficult and never fresh and alive for you. I want to tell you something. If you're engaging your, your heart, it's always going to be alive. It's always going to be fresh. It's always going to be transformational. So I want to tell you something. This is going to be one of the best Heart transformation tools you've ever put in your hands, and you know many of you have wanted to, to use some heart physics tool, but you didn't. Uh, nec- you weren't ready necessarily to, to get a thirty-month. I mean, a thirty-day uh, uh, module that's, that you were going to put in practice every day. Well, this might just be the tool for you because it's a meditative process designed to influence your heart, designed to connect you to God, designed to open the door to your heart to all of the resources that God has freely given you in the Lord Jesus. This is going to be transformational for you. So don't miss a single broadcast. Listen, let me mention this. In, in just a second, you'll have the opportunity to subscribe to my YouTube channel if you're watching this on YouTube. And I really encourage you to do this again. This makes it possible for thousands and thousands of people to have the opportunity to... Um, Uh, experience this that otherwise never would. And don't forget at moveyourboundaries.com, we have a new subscription program where if you can't afford all these new series, then you can become a subscriber and have access to all of these new programs that I come out, all these new resources. It will make everything that I have available to you, ready for you to use. I'll talk to you next week.